When the markets are as volatile as they are these days, there is a tool that we can use as an investor, as someone who manages their own portfolio, to determine or to, to act as a clue rather as to whether we should be buying now, should we be waiting longer? And that's a question that a lot of people are asking right now. With the markets having dropped to the degree that they have, when is the bottom there? When should we be dipping our toes in or going all in um, if you're more inclined to be aggressive in that manner? The tool that we can use is what's called the SIBO Volatility Index, and it goes by the acronym VIX or the term VIX. The SIBO Volatility Index is a real-time index that represents the market's expectations for the relative strength of near-term price changes in the S&P 500 index. In simple terms, what the VIX does is it tracks the put and call options that are traded on the S&P 500 that have maturity dates 30 days out from the current date, whenever the index is being, uh, is being measured. Essentially, it's uh, telling us what the professionals feel is going to be happening in the short term. If you're an options trader, you'll certainly be familiar with the term implied volatility. And this is a measurement that helps us drill down to what that implied volatility is. Puts are a type of option that you can use to protect on the downside. So it's like insurance against a falling market. And professionals will use uh, the VIX to hedge their portfolios against a potential decline. When you look at, uh, in aggregate, you look at what the professionals do or what they feel is going to be happening on the short term, the demand for put options is what really drives uh, the VIX index. And when we look at a chart, we'll see those spikes from time to time. Those are times where the professionals feel that they need to protect on the downside because of uncertainty in the market. And there's a high level of volatility during those times. Another term that you're going to hear quite often is the fear index, because it's really sort of a, a sense of how fearful the professionals are that the markets are going to be dropping. So that's kind of in a nutshell what the VIX is and how it functions at the very high level there. More importantly for us is what can it tell us or how can we use this VIX to help us, I guess, in our decision-making as we manage our portfolios. One of the first things you're going to notice when you start looking at this is that the VIX is negatively correlated to the S&P 500. They move in different directions. For example, when the S&P 500 is up, you're going to see the VIX down. And when the S&P 500 is down, you're going to see the VIX up. It is a little bit counterintuitive, I would say, because we would like to think, or I would like to think, that when the markets are down and offering a, a buying opportunity that many people think they are, you would think that the professionals would be in um, buying more. And they are in, in many cases. Uh, so there's not a direct link between uh, writing puts as a downside protection and not buying. In fact, often professional money managers will be doing both. It's just kind of hedging the bets. So um, the the counterintuitive of the or the counterintuitiveness, I guess, of the VIX spiking when markets are down, it does make some degree of sense. It's one of the tools that um, that well I watch all the time, and I think that you may be able to uh, benefit from it as well. Where we are today is the VIX is trading at about 26 as I film this video today. The long-term average on the VIX is about 19 and a half. When the VIX is at 12 or lower, it's generally considered to be a period of low volatility. So there's a lot of calmness out there. There's not many put options being written because the fear of the markets dropping isn't very strong. When it climbs to 20 or above, we're now getting into sort of that higher volatility time period. And certainly when the VIX crosses above 30, you would consider that to be sort of a very unsettled time in the markets. When we look at a longer term trend, certainly the VIX spends more time below the average than it does above. And this makes sense. I mean, the markets rise more often than they fall, whether you're looking at trading days, trading weeks, trading months, 
they they they're up and down all the time but statistically there's more positive days than there are negative days so it would make sense that the bulk of the the vix would trade or the the index would trade below that long-term average however uh, noticeably there are significant spikes so when the markets do get very unsettled you're going to see these big spikes that take that uh, that take the average up over time as far as helping this make a decision you can't invest directly in the index but you can use uh, derivatives on the VIX to uh, hedge against your portfolio or uh, even if you just wanted to use them as a, in a more speculative manner you can certainly do that in Canada here, there are a number of ETFs that will allow you to invest in the, um, in the VIX. A word of caution here. Certainly, I'm not suggesting that anybody does this. In fact, for most people watching this video, going out and buying uh, a VIX tracking um, ETF is probably the wrong thing to do. My point in the video here today is how we can use the VIX to help us make our decisions, but it's not as simple as just going out and buying an ETF. And I'll show you as an example, one of the... Uh, Canadian ETFs that's available is HUV, which is the Horizon S&P 500 VIX Short-Term Futures ETF. And if you're wondering why I'm a little bit leery on this investment for the average investor, is just look at the disclosure on the actual uh, fund sheet for this fund. You'll notice that the first thing it says is the ETF is a speculative investment tool and is very different from other Canadian exchange-traded funds. And this is something that a lot of people will go and buy things like this without actually reading the prospectus or understanding what they're buying. It goes on to say that the ETF seeks a return, et cetera, et cetera, for a single day. And this is really, really critical. Investors should monitor their investments in the ETF daily. And very, very few investors are actually going to take the time on a daily basis to monitor these investments. So if you're thinking, oh, this is a great idea to trade the VIX, um, just be aware that most of the tools available to do that are highly speculative in nature and are something that I'm certainly not recommending that the average person does. That said, you can use the VIX as a tool, as an indicator. And a lot of people like myself who like to manage portfolios are always looking for the different pieces of the puzzle. And this is one of those. A big move in the market up or down can be indicated by the VIX. There's this concept called mean reversion. And over time, asset prices of most nature tend to want to get back to that long-term mean or, or average. And as we see the VIX move up above that average, the, the natural inclination is for it to come back. And when we see it drop below, there is this inclination for it to move back up. And we certainly see this over time when we look at what happens to the VIX with the red line here being the long-term average of 19.5. Again, most of the time the VIX is below, but we always see it gravitating back towards that mean. There is certainly no guarantee, like any other metric or any other ratio that we look at when we're uh, looking at managing portfolios. There's no guarantee that any one of these indicators in and of themselves is going to be a pure signal. It's just a, a big piece of the puzzle that you wanna look at um, if in fact you do manage your own portfolio. Now currently, the VIX is traded in a range from 15 to 35. If we focus in just on the last year or so, we'll see that definite pattern of the, the floor down around the 15 and the ceiling around 33, 35. This looks to me amazingly similar to a period not that long ago, it seems, but back in 2008, where we saw a similar pattern. And in fact, over the time frame since 2008 to now, this is the only time that we've seen the, the a, a parallel quite similar to this. And of course, we all know what happened back in 2008 when we had the credit crisis and we had the significant drop there. Uh, this isn't to say 
that we are going to see a repeat of 2008. Although if you, um, if you follow uh, the analysts, if you follow the prognosticators, there is plenty of, there are plenty of people out there who are saying we're on the verge of this big collapse. And if in fact that is true, then we would really expect to see a spike up in the VIX uh, prior to that happening or maybe simultaneously with that happening. And I think that that's one piece that's really missing from this signal right now, which indicates to me that there is still, there's still need for caution uh, in, in general out there today. Now, there are lots of headwinds that we're still facing. You think of things like, um, you know, with the Fed uh, continuing to tighten, that's definitely a headwind against the equity markets. We are, well, I'm filming this on June the 1st. We're now um, just through the May time period, but May to October, a lot of people will know that's a traditionally an underperforming a time and a more volatile time in the markets than we see for the rest of the year. So we have that, you know, sell in May go away um, syndrome that could be playing in. We continue to see geopolitical pressures from around the world that, that will uh, make the make investing or make the, the markets even more uh, challenged, I guess you would say. Um, should we wait for the spike before we go invest right now? First of all, I would say don't change everything. Never ever on anything like this, change your investment strategy. Have it going in, understand and use this as one of the tools, just one piece of that puzzle. Now, there is another uh, statistical measure called beta. And if you're not familiar with that, I will create a, or I'll, I'll put a link in the video here that you can go look at that uh, and it'll give you some more indication of how you uh, could apply that metric in managing your portfolio. Uh, I will remind you, the first link in the video below is for our Investing Academy. I would really encourage you uh, to check that out. I really thank you for watching the video and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.